podcast i do have a very special episode for you and instead of me telling you in anticipation i'll let michael scott take it away drum roll i have a interview uh well actually not an interview kind of a co co-podcast uh that i just did uh with Nick from uh, Life Experiences with Nick, the podcast, or Life Experiences of Nick, the podcast. Uh, he uh, he can be found over at Life Experiences of Nick, the podcast. Uh, I, uh, I'll get you his address right now. Uh, just give me one second, and I will get it for you. Uh, so it is lifeexperienceofnick.com. That's lifeexperienceofnick.com. Dot com. That's where you can find his podcast and other musings. Uh, he is uh, hes actually a great guy. Um, I met him via the power of social media. Uh, he, too, is a fellow podcaster, kind of just starting out like I am. And uh, he's also a veteran uh, of the United States military. So hats off to you, sir. Thank you for your service. Um, I chatted with Nick for all, all, like over an hour. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't think that that much time had elapsed when, I, uh, when, the, when the phone call had finished. Uh, we, we chatted about a, a different, uh, a myriad of different topics, but, uh, really easy guy to talk to, uh, in a previous life. I think it would be like sitting down and having a beer and, uh, just talking about some general things. He's, uh, he's got some entertaining stories. And if you want to hear more of his stories, definitely head over to life experience of Nick. That's life experience of Nick.com. Head over there and check that out. Uh, and if you could, uh, if you do go head over there, if you could do me a favor, if you could just hit that like button for him, that'd be really great. He's got some uh, really good things to say. He's got a, a really powerful uh, podcast episode uh, dealing with Christmas depression that I uh, that I really personally like very much, and it's uh, it's a good episode to listen to. Um, so yeah, definitely head over there and check that out. But uh, he um, he and I connected via social media, and we had this you know just via confabulation, uh, you know, sending messages back and forth. We kind of came to the idea that. Hey, maybe like a, you know, co-hosting podcast, like a, you know, an episode where we're on each other's podcast would be kind of cool. And so, uh, so here we are this is the inception of said confabulation. Uh, we, we have actually the culmination now because the podcast is complete and it's going to be up for you, the listeners. Um, and basically it's just two dudes talking. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, like I said, we chat about a myriad of different topics. We touch on mental health. We talk about our experiences in the military. We talk about, uh, our, you know, proclivity towards alcohol at times. And, uh, and we talk about some shared experience with the negativity of, of that proclivity. Uh, so I, I'm really proud of this episode. I think it's, uh, it's, it's going to be beneficial for a lot of people to listen to. And I think it's a fun episode too. So, uh, sit back, relax, enjoy. I hope you enjoy anyway, and uh, listen to the musings of Nick and I. How's it going, man? Good, man. Happy New Year to you and uh, and your family. 
Yeah, you too. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I loved your uh, your Happy New Year uh, deal that you tagged me in. That was good. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it. I just figured out how to add little audio waves to your little teaser thing. So I was like, oh, fuck, that's kind of cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that from now on. Yeah, I uh, that's one thing that I'm I'm going to try to uh, kind of learn that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I, I can send I'll send you the link of where because I just did it on uh, this free website and uh, you can only do about 10 minutes max. But I figure it's great for doing like a minute or a you know minute and a half of like a teaser. So when we when we're done this, I'll send you the, the website. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I don't mean to like break right into the good stuff, but you got to tell me about that stash, man. For New Year's. So the stash. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we went to a New Year's Eve party that was a disco theme. Right. Um, and like my wife had got invited to it like a month ago. So I had started growing my hair out <laughs> just for that. <laughs> <laughs> and that day I shaved it, uh, you know, shaved the big old chops in. Uh, I wish I could have, I wish I would have had it for like six months. That would have been way better, but <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a beast. <laughs> um, oh yeah. It would have been uh, creepy at best. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, uh, so it was pretty cool. It was a fun, it was worth it. Uh, like the outfit that I had was all like tan and brown pants and stuff. I actually had to go to black pants, but it was like an old, old disco, uh, outfit and it fit perfect. Like it, like everybody came up to me, was like, are you like going to a porn shoot or (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty stellar when you sent me that picture, I was like, what is going on here? I was like, I I have to know more about this. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah it was uh it was funny in fact my wife hated it like i finally (laughs) shaved it yesterday and i i mean it was one of those things that like every time she walked in the door and like looked at me she would just be like oh my god i can't believe you haven't shaved that i can't even take you serious anytime you talk i just want to laugh at you yeah that's awesome (laughs) Uh, yeah that's great uh that's a decent way to bring a new year for sure i can't yeah the party was was crazy um like this house i had actually tiled it um like 12 years ago for the and it, the people that own it now still are the people that we built it for um and i just jumped on my buddy uh tiles crew at the time and uh, that was this huge house we went on and this place is ridiculous. Like I could go on and on about it, but it, there's a couple guest houses up there. Like there's a helicopter pad. Like this place Jeez. is ridiculous. So man, it's good to be, good to be friends uh, with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it's actually the uh, wife, the, the widow that oh. we're friends or that my wife's friends with. So, um, the guy that, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd all, yeah, it's, it's a cool story that the gentleman that owns it, but, uh, yeah, or the, the guy that passed away, but, uh, just a crazy place. I bet that lady probably spent like a hundred grand on this party. I'm not even joking. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say as I've ever been to like a themed new year's party, at least not my own. Like when I worked as a paramedic, I showed up to some weird shit, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can only imagine <laughs> we, we got called to like this eyes wide shut party one time. Right. So like everyone's dressed in like weird, crazy, themed lingerie outfits and uh we got called because somebody hit another guy in the face with a dildo like he swung it like a baseball 
And uh, and he fuck and he just hit this guy in the face and knocked him out cold. And everyone's like, "Oh shit, we should call an ambulance." <laughs> so when we show up, we have all these people like fucking tassels on their nipples, just standing around the scene. And I'm like, "What is happening right now? <laughs> this is my life." <laughs> oh my goodness! I could only imagine like the calls that you get. I mean, just paramedics in general. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's pretty. It's pretty good, but uh, it definitely. Uh, yeah, you definitely. Wow, these people actually—they're—they're they're real people. They exist. All right. <laughs> oh, I. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, it's just uh, you know, I met a lot of a lot of people in my life in general, and you know, like there's so many people out there that do so many different things that, you know, <laughs> like those people do exist. You know, there are people that like shit um, in or around their mouth. So yes, yes, like, that is. They're, they're into the shiza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I uh, so but yeah. So you go on a call, like, and what was that? Like? <laughs> Dude, I, was, was like, I mean, it was what was the treatment for being knocked out with a dildo? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we we just had to manage his airway. He was actually relatively okay. He just had a broken nose and we think broken orbital bones, which is actually pretty terrible. But in the grand scheme right. of living, he'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I would, I would definitely change my story. Like it was a baseball bat. It wasn't a dildo. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Like, I was like, I stopped a mugging. There was this old lady. There was a house on fire beside me. And then bam, it just happened. Yeah. You, you 100%. can't, you can't go with the real version of that for sure. Especially if his wife wasn't there, then you really can't. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's probably like a Senator too. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, the uh hockey's pretty big uh, up here i don't know what it's like down down in your neck of the woods but uh the edmonton oilers is a nhl team and um we oh, would, yeah. we oh, would yeah. get called to the players houses all the time because they'd be having rager parties and uh you know some some drunk local would pass out and they'd be like yeah can you guys just get her out of here <laughs> we're like what? this isn't exactly <laughs> what we do man <laughs> Right, right. No, absolutely. No, so hockey is, um, especially in the little town that I live in, is pretty big. Uh, just because I don't know if you know Lanny McDonald, the stash. Yeah, buddy. Uh, NHL Hall of Famer. Dude, I have a statue of him out in my garage right now. I'm not even joking. I'll send you a picture of it. Oh, that's a must. Yeah, I have to see that. <laughs> uh yeah, so he's uh, him and his family uh, live here. So they're you know, of course, uh, you know everybody knows them. Very uh, good family. Um, and then the guy that I actually um, you know rent this house from. That's a whole another story. I'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we rent a house from a guy that plays on their pond hockey team all the time, and he actually gets to play with a bunch of Calgary Flames. They're all like uh, alumni alumni of calgary flames so Dude, it's kind of wild. funny that yeah it's uh i'm not a huge hockey fan i didn't grow up in a hockey family or anything like that i love live hockey is one of my favorite sports to go watch um but i can't say that i like watch professional hockey in any facet other than like i know who the people are and i know the teams and things like that but uh yeah i can't say that i'm a huge hockey fan yeah well that's fair but speaking of growing up uh so I was wondering, like, if you could tell me a bit about yourself, because uh, I mean, the way I came across your, um, well, came across you in general was uh, I had literally just started this podcast, and I, I had you know tagged in like podcast hashtag podcast whatever, and then when I was going through my feed, your thumbnail popped up for your for your podcast, 
and oh, uh, I clicked nice. on it and I went to your site and you had that little uh, intro about you starting the cat. And I was like, oh, this sounds kind of cool, actually. All right, I'm going to follow that. And, uh, and and now here we are talking today. So I don't really right. know too much about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the same with you, you know. In fact, uh, I, I didn't realize you had just started yours. At, um, so you've been doing your blog, though, a lot longer than your podcast. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the okay. blog, that's... I think, is close to two years now. I think I've been doing some writing. Yeah. Right. Right. And you're writing, too. And uh, yeah. So I... Uh, I, I just assumed that you were doing all these podcasts. So when I actually, when I first saw you or, you know, when you'd first kind of, we'd start talking or, you know, maybe you'd comment it or I'd comment or whatever the case may be. Uh, so I started reading these and of course, you know, I do, uh, relate to a lot of things that you have to say, obviously being a veteran, but, um, yeah. And just the, you know, the paramedics things and all that other stuff. So, um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, it's cool that we're, we're talking now. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. For sure, yeah, and uh, th- it's, thank you. It's, it's nice to talk to somebody. To be honest with you, I usually just sit in the fucking <laughs> room and don't talk to anybody. It definitely adds a, a nicer dynamic to it, for sure. I mean, uh, my microphone knows me pretty well, but uh, talking to people is pretty good. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up uh, in Montana, and like I say in my intro, like I grew up not in that uh, you know beautiful place that you see in magazines. I grew up on the flat part of Montana. <laughs> uh, like the plains, like Wyoming and North Dakota, it kind of looks like that. Um, so <laughs> I moved right away. Like I, I couldn't stand, it's windy there all the time over in central Montana. And I just loved being in the mountains. Um, in oh, fact, yeah. my mom's side of the family all lived on, you know, the nor- or the Western side of Montana. Um, so I spent a lot of my summers out there. I spent a lot of my winter breaks. Nice. Um, and so I had just wanted to go to the mountains as soon as I could. So I did. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I kind of did the, I grew up in the mountains. I grew up in uh, BC, which is just above Washington state. And right, uh, right. it's, uh, they, you know, the, the little uh, saying out here is beautiful BC. And it's just cause it's, I mean, it is, it's picturesque. It's gorgeous. So oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. I was pretty lucky to grow up there. Grew up right by one of the biggest lakes out there, Shushop Lake. And uh, so I spent okay. a lot of time out. Uh, we actually, me and my buddies when I was about 14, there was this little tin boat uh, just across the road from me. It was like this old guy's house. And I went there to ask him if I could buy it one day. And this guy couldn't hear anything like at all. So I was like, <laughs> hey, can I have your boat? And he's like, what? I'm like, I just, I want to pay you for your, what? I'm like, this fucking tin thing, can I have it? <laughs> and uh, and he, finally, he just told me to take it. He's like, yeah, just take it. <laughs> and so we, we patched it up and because my buddy was pretty good at metal work and he patched it up and then we were out on the lake. We had beer slung over the side, cooling in the, in the water. And uh, we would try to hit on all the girls in the houseboats, which when you're in a little tiny <laughs> metal rusted out <laughs> thing, it's not, it's not really an aphrodisiac to ladies on a houseboat, I figured. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know. A boat's a boat, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was pretty happy with it. I mean, it, at least it stayed afloat. It got a leak every now and then, but uh, you know, we, right, we managed to make right. it back. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very fortunate. Um, I grew up behind a boat. My uh, my aunt and uncle were were uh, water skiers, and my grandparents have a place on the lake. We we're very fortunate. Um, in that aspect. So I grew up behind a boat, um, mostly doing like tow sports, like water skiing and wakeboarding and, and things like that. Nice. Um, we have a place on, or my family does, I shouldn't say we, uh, my family has a place on Flathead Lake, which is uh, a huge lake, obviously in Montana. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, it's cool that we kind of grew up on the, you know, that thing. So did you move out to the plains then? Is that, uh, so I, I originally like I joined the army right after high school. And, uh, when I did that, they sent me far East to Quebec. Uh, so that's like way at the East, Eastern part of Canada. And uh, I did my basic training there. And then my first posting was in Edmonton. So right above, right above your state. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I served my, my, my six years there. Um, and so that, that Alberta is kind of flat in, in the Northern part or central Northern part, it's flat. And then when you go a little further South, you start getting into the mountains. Um, so right. yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, it kind of seems to follow Montana. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in the sense that, uh, the Eastern side gets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Western side's nice. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now I live out in Ontario now, which, uh, I live in Toronto, which is, uh, sort of, I guess comparable in a very small, minute way to like a New York kind of thing, sort of the same sort of vibe to it. Um, right, right. I have watched quite a few shows on that and I have some friends that have gone there and that's kind of exactly how they subscribe it or, uh, subscribe, (laughs) uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's exactly how they describe it. But, uh, that's cool. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting up there once, once, uh, Canada lets me back in. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, is there a story there too? Uh, yeah, well, it's just a. Did you yeah, kill a moose? Me being dumb, um, and they—I think it's like five years after uh, you get in trouble, you can go back up there. So it's—I'm at my five-year mark. So yeah, I—I I, I got in a bit of trouble myself, so I'm—I'm I'm worried about getting into this. I got a DUI back uh, in 20, 2015. Um, I got mine in fourteen. That's uh, what. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I've heard that it's, I've heard that in the States, my charge is a misdemeanor, whereas up here it's a felony. Um, Right. So that's the big, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, and it's kind of weird that I know people that have multiple DUIs and go up there. So it's kind of a hit or miss kind of deal I heard too, but I don't want to drive up there and be like, get turned around. That's embarrassing. Oh, a hundred percent. I've been, (laughs) I was supposed to meet my buddy uh, that I grew up with. I was supposed to meet him in Chicago uh, in 2016. We were supposed to get together and I, uh, I was just too petrified. I was like, I I don't think I can, I I can't do it. I don't want to risk it. And, uh, and right. so I, I had to, uh, I had to pull the plug on that, which is better in the long run. Anyway, I wasn't really in a good headspace anyway. So, um, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. so you, you served in the, the U S military. How long were you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I did, um, seven years actually. Oh, wow. Um, so I joined, I think I was 18 or 19. Um, I actually dropped out of high school my senior year um, to work for an engineering company. <laughs> okay. So I was actually making quite a bit of money, like more than, you know, some people that, you know, were a lot older than me and stuff like that. But a school was never a thing for me. I hated being there. I just, it was, I'd rather make money. I'd rather be at work. I already, you know, I'd learned the basic concepts and I, you know, in my head, it just, it was one of those things that I hated school growing up. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it was my senior year. I actually went to an alternative school. I started going there my junior year, but my senior year I went there as an alternative school. Um, and it's kind of like work at your own pace kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause at that point, like I was done doing sports, like, 
you know, I think that was the only thing that kind of kept me around school with sports, to be honest with you there for a while. Um, that was the only thing that I kind of looked forward to. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I was done with sports by then and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah. And I was, somebody had offered a, a position at an engineering company just to count trucks coming in and out of this project. Nice. Um, and it was like 15 hours a day at, you know, however many 12 bucks an hour or something like that. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I can make all kinds of money, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like the first day I got there, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to stop counting trucks now. <laughs> I was oh, like, wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they put me on with a surveyor. Uh, I was like a surveyor's assistant working with like a $50,000 GPS unit and sometimes running it by myself and, you know, learning a lot of cool things about engineering and, and stuff like that. So, and I kind of thought that's what that, that was the way I was going to go, um, you know, get my GED and, and go into the surveying, but I got my GED and for some reason went into the military instead. Nice. Um, and I needed it, uh, to be completely honest, I needed it. So I was, uh, like not joking 18, you can gamble here. I don't know if that's the same up in, you know, where you're at. Yeah. Um, it kind of varies from province to province up here, but yeah. All right. Kind of same down here, you know, some places are 21 places are 18, but, uh, here in Montana, it's 18 and I got into poker. Um, and I played poker from the time I got off at, let's say if I got off at like five o'clock in the afternoon, I would get off at five and play till like two, three o'clock in the morning every day. Oh, um, like, or I would be on a machine here. We have these stupid fucking Kino machines that you throw 20 oh, in after yeah. 20 in after 20 in. And, and so I got really bad into that when I was 18. Um, so I needed it. Like I, uh, needed to get out of my situation. So I'm glad that I did it. Um, but I was stationed in my, my school was Biloxi, Mississippi, which is a big casino town too. So it wasn't, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I continued to blow money down there and it was 21 down there, but I had a fake ID. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was like, if I ever hit a jackpot, I'm screwed. Like they'll check my ID and like get my tax information and all that stuff. And I was like trying to memorize my brothers, you know, like, or whoever else I could, you know, my brother wasn't a good example, but like whoever I was there, I'm like, whoever, if I win a fucking jackpot, you better get over here and say you want it. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did computers. I never did deploy. Um, so I don't have that, uh, you know, situation or anything like that, but I was in the, the air force, the guard, um, up in Montana for seven years. So nice, yeah. man. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for your service, buddy. That's, uh, well, you too. It's, it's definitely. And how much shit do you get for being in the Canadian military? Like when you talk to us people, do you ever oh, get shit for that? All the time. Like on Facebook, <laughs> I, I'm on these groups and stuff. And like, uh, you know, one day I, I, I chimed in cause Canada had just got the longest confirmed, uh, combat kill in uh, in iraq i think it was like three thousand something meters away oh or yeah something. yeah for sure like uh that was huge yeah yeah so i, I yeah, chimed yeah. in i was like yeah canada fucking furthest cover from kill and some guy comes back he's like canada has a military i thought you guys just played hockey <laughs> right. i was like are you fucking yeah of course we have a military <laughs> yeah all the time yeah like that's kind of you know obviously a running joke You're like oh canada military <laughs> but that's the same thing like down here like we talk shit you know branch to branch to branch you know like, oh yeah 
uh, I don't even tell people like if somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm a Marine. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was in the military. And like, I hope they don't ask because I don't <laughs> want to say Air Force. You know, yeah. like, well, I was in the Air Force. I did computers. You know, I was a badass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could just distract, throw crayons at them. It'll distract them. You can get away. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. it's we taught, you know, a lot of shit branch to branch and a couple of my buddies were special ops army guys so like that's it's fun to talk shit you know yeah yeah absolutely i I still got a lot of friends that are that are in i I have a few friends that same thing uh canada recently kind of well i guess recently in in history anyway uh branched out into a little more um of a we have a a new special forces regiment now called seesaw um and it's been around maybe nine 10, nine or 10 years now it's been around and uh, I got a few friends that, that do that and it's I guess it's comparable to uh, probably like an army ranger I guess would be would be comparable gotcha for that yeah so they're they're pretty uh, you know definitely a lot uh, a lot tougher than I am and definitely a lot more fit I got a little potatoey when I got out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I well I was only in the guard so it was like a one week and a month kind of deal but uh yeah, I wasn't a man. I, well, I was just my outside of my military lifestyle that was making me unfit. <laughs> yeah. And it, so, yeah, I definitely, yeah, I didn't do much. So, yeah, I was scrolling through your, um, through your, uh, your social media there and then listening to your podcast. So you, you're a pretty active guy. Uh, you're into like moto sports and things like that. Um, and then I, I heard that you had broken your neck at one point. Uh, that must have been, absolutely excruciating like just terrible for somebody who's active and and has that kind of drive to be active that would be fucking terrible that was the uh, hardest part was sitting still mm-hmm. um you know and and trying not to work and trying not to do things and i think that's you know and i talk about that in that depression podcast that's the first time in my life that i've ever even like hinted towards depression or, you know, I saw myself yelling at my son, like just out of nowhere. And like, I'd never been that person before. I've, you know, I've always been mostly happy, go lucky. I'm not, you know, I, I try not to be an asshole (laughs) for the most part. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was, that was the hardest part for sure. Um, and so I broke my neck. Uh, I haven't told it on my podcast, but I'll definitely show, share it on yours. I, I broke my neck uh, jumping off of a deck on a mountain bike. Oh, <laughs> like, man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, on a dirt bike, I've jumped some pretty crazy stuff and, you know, we're like doing all these different things. And, like, if you heard that I broke my neck on a pedal bike, you would, you know, a lot of my friends were like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> laughing at me. And, you know, it was more of a joke, to be honest with you. Once everybody heard I was fine and, you know, I wasn't paralyzed and things like that, it became a pretty big joke. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I actually broke my C3 and C4. Yeah. So pretty high up in the neck. I was very, very lucky. Um, I hit the top of my head just perfect that it didn't go left, right or backwards, or it was just kind of a a compression. Um, so it just went down my spine and and kind of crushed him, I guess. Yeah. So best case scenario for Uh, a terrible injury is, is what happened. Yeah. 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 And so, and we didn't do anything right. Um, my brother-in-law picked me up cause I was knocked out and he carried me into the house (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. 
so you know i kind of came to as we're as we're getting into the house and i'm like holy shit like i I knew it went wrong like i had already jumped off the deck just fine like that was my second go at it after i called him a pussy for not doing it (laughs) 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 and so um so I jumped on the bike and it had been raining all day. And as I pedaled off the deck, my front end just washed or just went off. And I kind of front flipped right onto my head, basically. Oh, um, so I kind of came to as we were getting into the house. And and so I laid on the couch and my wife was there. And we'd you know, been drinking for a bit. Uh, we were actually not even supposed to be. And this is in Kalispell. We were in Montana. Um, we weren't even supposed to be there. We lived in Idaho at the time. <laughs> just Just a random trip that we ended up making. Um, and so I sat on their couch for a minute. I'm like, something's just not right. Like, you know, I'm moving around, I'm <laughs> like moving my neck back and forth. And, oh, you know, no. like something just isn't right. I thought I sprained my neck, but I also have like a plate in my collarbone, um, from previous accident. And it kind of, like, <laughs> I couldn't tell where the pain was. It was just all through my neck and shoulder. So I didn't know if I, you know, broke a, another collarbone or it was just a weird feeling, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I told my wife, I'm like, I think I need to go to the hospital. And she's like, you know, I never go to the hospital. Like I know when I need to go to the hospital kind of thing. So I saw her like panic, like, Oh shit. When you go to the hospital, you know? And yeah, yeah. I chugged a beer on the way to the hospital. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> so that, yeah. Keep the pain away for a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> and walked into the hospital. And like, was like, Hey, my neck kind of hurts. You know, I'm moving it back and forth and I'm like, don't move it. Put a seat collar on it. Of course, you know, right away. Collar on it. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, half an hour later I got x-rays back and the guy told me my neck was broken. I (laughs) I think the first words out of my, my mouth was, was, am I paralyzed? Like after I walked in there, you know, like, Oh, I I think that's a natural question. I, anytime you you hear neck broken, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Totally went into an anxiety attack, um, mm-hmm. like lost my mind, bigger shit. Like my, you know, like I was just like, give me drugs, knock me the fuck out so I can go to sleep. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to think about it. I just don't, you know, yeah. huge anxiety attack. He's broken neck, you know, like I had no idea, but, uh, they, they replaced him. Like I have cadaver bones in my body and then they fused them together. So, okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, and the surgery went well and you know, everything was good, but yeah, depression kicked in right when I got, uh, well, I mean, it was right away, you know, I was, I can't do this and I can't do that. And like, I just had this negative attitude and I just, you know, was dwelling on the, I'm an idiot. And to be honest with you, I put my family, uh, you know, I just knew that it was going to be stressful on my family. And I think that's one of the things too. And yeah, I could go on and on, but it was, it was just a shitty time. I put myself into that position. It was my own dumb fault. And, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how I broke my neck. <laughs> Man. Yeah. See, I, the reason I, I brought that up was just cause, um, or said that it must've been excruciating. It wasn't like just the pain aspect, but the fact that you are such an active person, right. And you have that, you know, that drive to be active that, then how that might, like I, that to me thinking about that is terrifying breaking my it's just right. awful. like the only thing touch wood that i've broken is my collarbone and it was not by doing anything daredevil i was dressed in a superman costume when i was five years old and i <laughs> nice, thought i could nice. fly turns out i can't <laughs> <laughs> at least you tried you know you got to give it a good old schoolboy try <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was uh, definitely hard to to stomach that part of it. But like, I'm not even joking. It was maybe three days after I got out of the hospital. Like I had a screen printing business and my wife has a picture of me screen printing with like my whole neck brace on and everything like this. (laughs) (laughs) So like it was, I was trying, like I, in fact, like maybe six weeks after my surgery, I played in a disc golf tournament with my neck brace on and I was tied for second in the pros (laughs) after the first round. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dude, that, can you imagine how you made them feel? They're probably like, oh, my God, I need to rethink my oh, entire and, life. And of, and, of course, I was very, uh, you know, cocky about it and made sure everybody knew, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're all my buddies. Uh, it was an invitational tournament and at, at a really cool private course. And a lot of them, you know, everybody knows, you know, each other and things like that. So it was, oh, man. I, you know, like it was, uh, it was a big deal coming back after the second round when I was tired, <laughs> I was starting to sell those neck braces. Like, Oh, this is a disc golf aid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. Well done. <laughs> On entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but no, it was good. It, and like I said, in my podcast, it turned my, uh, kind of my perspective life around, you know, it made me definitely you know, think about the things I do and mm-hmm. and the lifestyle I was living at that point, you know, getting drunk and jumping on bikes was, you know, a, <laughs> it still is like, shit, I was doing it like six months ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, for me, but no, like I do it in a lot more cautious manner and controlled manner now. Sure. And, yeah. yeah. A, a healthier respect, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what about, uh, you? I mean, I know you got, uh, you know, you talk about a lot of the PTSD and things like that and things mm-hmm. that come with the medics and, and the front line. Is that more from, is that more from the military or being a medic? Um, it's, it kind of, it's, there's, there's sort of aspects of both. Um, you know, obviously you, um, you know, being, being the military and being, uh, it being an active time in, in history. Um, I lost a few friends, uh, overseas. Uh, you know, one of my best friends, Colin, he, uh, he ended up, uh, taking my place, um, on, on one of the tours, uh, because I, I just, I was having, you know, issues with the relationship at home and I, uh, you know, I wasn't in a good headspace and I sat down with the, the CEO and, and, uh, they kind of, they talked to you about, how like they're they ask you if all your affairs are in order for getting ready to deploy they're like you know do you have all your banking set up do you have you know if you have kids do you have care for your kids all that kind of stuff and it was during one of those interviews that i was like listen uh you know my my relationship's fucking falling apart uh you know just fighting every day this is all terrible it's all garbage and uh and then they said well you you can refuse the tour you don't have to go on the tour you know there's always another tour after like you don't have to go and, uh, and I said, okay, I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to bow out. And, uh, my buddy Colin was, uh, was like a replacement at the time. He was kind of, he was begging to go and kept pushing and pushing to go. And, um, and then uh, I got out in July and, uh, about two days after I got out, I got a phone call saying that he was, that he was killed overseas. And, uh, that, that sent me through, uh, that sent me through a loop, man. I, I think I dove into a bottle for, uh probably get a couple of months and I was working as a medic, like a paramedic on the, on the ambulance at that time too. Um, so it was, 
you know, showing up to work hungover. Uh, like I wasn't, wasn't, in a, I think for my entire civilian paramedic career, I just wasn't in a good place. Um, right. You know, right. And then accumulating that trauma too, going to the things, you know, I, I don't have kids and I, I don't want kids. It's just not, it's never really been a motivation for me, but dealing with sick kids or seeing deceased kids like that, right. that right. stuff really kind of hits me. So um, naively when I, you know, before I saw started seeing a therapist, I I never really looked at depression as like an actual diagnosis. I just thought, yeah, you're not happy, right? And despite having better knowledge, um, so when she said you're depressed, I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. She said, no, no, like clinically you're depressed. I'm like, yeah, you know, what does that even mean? <laughs> right, right. <You> know? <laughs> and there I am, just not motivated to do anything. Didn't want to get out of bed. Didn't want to make my bed. Fuck showers. You know, who, who needs to shower today? I'm just going to sit here and drink a pile of beer and it'll be fine. Yeah. So uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope and, uh, it, it led me to getting my, my DUI and, uh, you know, I, I started seeing a therapist that winter and, uh, you know, started kind of throughout the year, I was kind of working on some stuff. I was even talking about cutting back and putting the bottle down and then uh, that was in 2017. And then November of 2017, my mom uh, committed suicide. And I, I dove into the bottle, man. I, I dove head first and uh, just stayed in there until, uh, you know, my my therapist and my veteran affairs worker was kind of like, hey, do you want to maybe address the drinking? And uh, and uh, eventually I was like, yeah, I, I do. And so that's that's when I ended up going to rehab. And now I'm at four months, four months sober. Very nice, man. That's, uh, yeah, I, that's, uh, I'm one of those people that have taken, definitely taken things out on the bottle before. Um, and still like I try to consciously, uh, know that I do that. So I don't do it, but, uh, there's definitely times in my life and, and there's definitely times in my life that, you know, rehab wasn't far away too. So, yeah, um, I definitely relate to that in a lot of things. I, you know, I've, friends passed away overseas. I was fortunate enough not to, you know, all my buddies came back. So I couldn't even imagine that, you know, like, um, the one guy that has passed away actually passed away after he went through like four tours, (laughs) you know, and came back and died in a car accident. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I wish I could, well, no, I don't wish I could relate to you on things like that, but I, I just, I couldn't imagine how going through that, you know, and, and, uh, coming out on the other side. And I, I really love that you do, you know, you can see yourself that you do have a therapist and you went through the rehab and you can see that, you know, before it was too late because that is a, that's a huge slippery slope, man. Yeah, it's Um, absolutely. It's, uh, and it's easy to get lost. I mean, unfortunately, um, there, there was this, um, girl that, uh, went to the same rehab facility that I went to and, um, she ended up connecting with me via, uh, Facebook. And she was saying that my blogs or my podcast is really helping her. Uh, she's never listened to podcasts before and I'm the first one and she really loves it. And so we were kind of building up a rapport that way. And, uh, I found out just after Christmas that she'd passed away from alcohol poisoning and, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. She's 30. She was 35, uh, 34, 35 that's... and, uh, brutal. Just absolutely. I didn't really know where to place that. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know where to prioritize that in, 
in relation to feelings. Um, so I, I think uh, I think it was just kind of a reality check that yeah, alcohol can be a real a real a real issue and slippery slope uh, to put it mildly for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I mean I've grown up around it. Um, you know, I I started working in a bar when I was fifteen, so I've seen it. You know, I've seen what it does to families. I've seen you know, what it does. And, and, uh, for some odd reason, I still, you know, when I was 21, that was, well, shit, when I was 18, you know, 17, that was, it's, it's crazy that we all know that it can be such a slippery slope and it can be used, uh, you know, on a bad, bad way instead of, you know, maybe having a couple cocktails with friends or things like that. Mm -hmm. But like, but we still go down that road, you know, yeah. we have to find out for ourselves, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like, like, I mean, I've had good times with alcohol, just like I think every I'm doing air quotes, normal people oh, do. Right, right, right. You know, like when I was when I was going through medic school um, where there were six people to a room and we lived in little pods and uh, we were at a civilian school. So we were the only military members there. And then it, there was RCMP there as well, which is our mounted police. And uh, OK, so yep, they yep. they were going through different training. Some of them were canine training anyway. Uh, I ended up going out because we went out every weekend and uh, just we got fucking shitter and I ended up puking that night. And the next morning, Robinson comes down to breakfast and he goes, hey, uh, Henny, what's what's your last name? And I was like, what? So like, you just you just fucking said it. He goes, yeah, but we're, like, what is it? Scottish, English? I was like, it's, it's Irish. He goes, no, nah, it can't be. Irish people don't puke. <laughs> he, fuck, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't let me live it down man for that entire week he kept busting my balls oh, that's and hilarious i uh that that following weekend we went out got drunk i come home i had to puke i'm like fuck i can't puke inside because he's gonna hear me so i went running outside and i ran around the side of the building and i start puking in this bush and i'm just just letting go the demons man just finish purging everything and i i fucking tripod and i lean up and there's this poor girl peeking out her window i just puked right in front of her window <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man that is uh that yeah. is rough <laughs> it was bad and the worst part was the next morning when i was telling this to my buddy harrison he said like, what does she look like i'm like fuck dude i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he's like well she fucking knows what you look like oh man that's uh that's, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh, hey how are you <laughs> hey uh, wanna go out sometime come here often, <laughs> come here often. <laughs> sorry about your bush oh man yeah, so yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'll send somebody to clean that up sometime. Exactly. Bill it to the, the Canadian forces. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much like my military, um, you know, going through all the school and stuff like that. That's We pretty much went to Florida every weekend and partied. And that was, that was my, uh, that was pretty much my, all my twenties. Like it was just all about partying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I didn't have any sweet puking stories like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did go outside of a, a bar one night and puked out on the street as a cop pulled up. And then I walked back in and I had to sit at the bar for a minute and act like I was drinking a beer. So it, she wouldn't think it was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> and it worked. 
she just kind of walked around the bar, looked around and like uh, walked right back out. And I was sitting there <laughs> drinking a beer like that wasn't me puking in the alley a minute ago. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and it's like I got puked on once. I, oh. uh, yeah, it was sort of like kind of like a movie type thing. I, I, so I was I finally I, I've never been good at hooking up like at bars or whatever. And I'd finally this girl was like, oh, you're in the military. It's amazing. So anyway, she comes back to the shacks with us and uh you know we're we're doing what adults do and uh and so she's kind of on top kissing my neck and then i just hear this and then my chest and stomach are all warm and i'm like oh that's legit puke it smells like uh, Jagger bomb and poor decisions it's not it's not good oh uh, <laughs> uh, man like uh what's that 40 year old virgin <laughs> tastes like strawberry daiquiri did you have a daiquiri <laughs> Yeah, luckily it wasn't the face. I'm glad it wasn't because that, uh, that would, yeah. And then that'd as a, be terrible. Yeah, as a paramedic, I've been puked on too many times. Too many. Yeah, I suppose that's not, uh, you know, yeah. not the worst thing that you've had in or around you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's been there's been some grossness for sure. I, I that's the one thing as a paramedic, I never I thought you know I'm gonna be in uniform and it's gonna be kind of a seductive career. It's gonna be great, and I'm like I never thought I'd see so many grown men's naked penis in my life. But that's uh, <laughs> it's you know looks like a sad cashew. Out the time. Yeah. yeah, so I. I do wildland firefighting in the summer. Nice. Um, Excellent. Good for you. Yeah. It's just one of those. Uh, so once I broke my, this is actually after I broke my neck, I started doing it again. Um, and it's kind of something to get my adrenaline up and going. Um, now that I'm not riding dirt bikes <laughs> or doing, you know, that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's actually really fun. I do it more for like, uh, adrenaline more than anything. Oh, wow. And just get out there and work and, Cause it's, you know, it's 16, 18 hour days sometimes. And when you're really working, you're, you're after it. It's just, you get home or, you know, you get back to camp and you're just real satisfied. I, I am anyway. So, oh, I, bet. Um, I, I can only imagine the natural it's, high. It's a lot of camaraderie, like, uh, the military, like, sure. uh, it's, you get that sense of camaraderie when you're out there, everybody's, you know, out there to get each other's backs and you kind of get, you know, that whole, that camaraderie again, you know? Yeah, it's it's uh, tough to duplicate from the military for sure. It's I found that it even, is, and that's that's one thing that I found with the the whole firefighting community. It, it, most of it, you know, obviously there's guys out there that aren't there to you know, but <laughs> same thing with the military. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, but I guess where I was going with that is uh, the guy that I work with last year on a truck. I was with him for like a couple months out on a truck. He was a paramedic and, you know, he had some short stare, uh, stories to tell and share. <laughs> and, man, it's just, you know, and it's one of those things I'd love to be a volunteer firefighter. In fact, I'm still going to try to get on that um, at some point. But those are the calls, like you were saying, with kids and stuff like that, that I just don't know that I would ever want to go out on. Yeah, I don't know too many people that, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's probably one of the more difficult aspects of, of the job. I mean, uh, you know, there are people that can that can sort of compartmentalize and, and detach from it in a healthy way. And then there are people that, you know, myself, I, I was unable to, to kind of do that. And I, I sort of just took it on and, and uh, you know, now I'm, you know, now I'm paying for it and I'm working on it. Um I don't, I, I don't really know how, uh, to, to kind of, I mean, idealistically, it's easy to say, well, it's not your, it's not your emergency. It's not your trauma, but it's, uh, it's, it's tough. So I, I don't, 
Right. I mean, I don't, I couldn't even imagine it. It became, it becomes your trauma as soon as you get there. Right. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? I guess, mm. I guess in my mind, if I was ever on a call or something like that, in my mind, it would be like, you know, you would treat that as if it was your own kid. Yeah, I would, absolutely, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like if I would think of those parents, you know, and I would think about my child, I just couldn't do it. Like, to be honest with you, I don't, my, uh, I just, I just couldn't do it <laughs> to be honest with you. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty, I always found it to be kind of surreal. Cause I was like, it never, it was never like at the beginning of my shift or at the end of my shift, it was always somewhere in the middle. And then there was always another call to go to. So it was always, I was just like, wow, this was my, this was my Tuesday. Like, that's, that's such a weird thing to have as a, like, I'd go to the grocery store afterwards because, you know, the, the wife. Right. And then you go to your normal life. Like yeah. <laughs> you're a normal person after you're seeing these things, you know? Yeah. Which, and it's, uh, it, it was a hard disconnect for me. It was tough for me to, I think that's, I started developing kind of a, a hatred towards the world after that. Cause I'm like, don't you guys know what actually fucking happens out there? And, uh, right. And I, you, yeah. And you, let's say you just get done with that and you, you know, come home to, you know, you turn on the TV and somebody's making fun of somebody fucking dying or something. You're like, fuck that. I just watched this. Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I find yeah. movies try to, they try their best to, uh, gorify everything, right? They want to make it as. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to see, like I used to love as a kid, I used to love horror movies. I, I just loved them. I thought they were great fun. And now I'm like, eh, you know, pass. And it's not cause I, it's not cause they're scary or they, they frighten me. It's like, I just, I've kind of seen the real version of that. And I, I'm not, it's not interesting to me. I, it's not something that needs to be satiated. My curiosity doesn't need to be you know, teased and satiated by watching this movie. I I've seen it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Right. And I've never seen it and I still don't watch scary movies just cause it's scary. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> like I can't think of the last scary movie that my wife and I watched or the last one I watched. I like literally we watch comedies and that's it. <laughs> that's, that's a better way to be me. I, uh, comedy there's, yeah. Comedies are a good time. I, uh, I like I used to watch like the old school scary movies like Halloween and stuff because they're uh, right, right. Know, they're kind of outdated with their gorification now, so it's kind of good. <laughs> right, and, and they're not uh, they're more more or less cheesy. real life situations. They're like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you tripped and fell on a log and you die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody can run in horror movies. I've never understood that. Everyone run, sucks at bitch. running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh it's funny but it, it's a weird spectrum though because you can go to a call like that and then you and then you can go to something like a 19 year old with pink eye you know it's uh <laughs> right right yeah. right or the guy that ate too many pot brownies do you ever get any calls like that or did you oh yes we i had a, yeah i got called for a guy who drank too many monster energy drinks and he thought he was having a heart oh, attack that's a fucking real thing though <laughs> oh yeah it can be <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, how many did you drink? He's like, four. I'm like, why? First off, like, why did you do that? <laughs> uh, I understand. So one of our buddies used to be sponsored by Monster Energy. And anytime we went to one of his events, that's all we drank. And like by the end of the week, like I felt like I was having a heart attack kind of deal. So <laughs> yeah. I get that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we've had the pot brownies before. We had uh, these high school kids called us because it was the first time they smoked weed. And this kid was like... I just feel really weird. I'm like, you mean like high? And he goes, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens, Brian. <laughs> and my partner, who's like, he'd been on the job a long time, and he sits down and he goes, Okay, I'm going to ask you something very serious, and I want you to look right at me and don't blink. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, geez, dude, you're such an asshole. <laughs> so this kid looks uh, like that wide eye happy. emoji. He's just fucking staring at him, and he goes, <laughs> On a scale of one to 10, how hungry are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> so and the, the reason i asked that and I, I don't mean to get off subject but this this podcast i just i ended up re-recording it again this morning i could not get one right last night man or yesterday in general i tried and tried and tried but it was about cannabis and how like nobody's ever overdosed on it so quit acting like they're it's like this fucking deadly thing yeah um, so that's the only reason I asked. And I'm sure that like, I'm glad that you guys made a joke about it. <laughs> oh yeah. We had to, I was just like, cause this kid, it was hilarious. Like all these kids were freaking out and they're just like, we shouldn't have done this. Uh, man, it's just like if your kid gets into a stash, guess what? If you take it to the hospital, they're not going to fucking do anything. They're just going to like, <laughs> yeah, they might give you like some CPS, Doritos. That's about it. <laughs> exactly. Here's some, here's some cheesy Doritos. Have, have fun. I'll come back and right. talk to you in an hour. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get you, uh, you know, on an IV so you can hydrate so you don't get caught in mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No, I, and that's, yeah, that's kind of crazy. You probably have to, you know, that's a lot of, lot of uh, faces to wear during the day. You know, you could be on a trauma thing and then the next one be such a silly call that, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I did find it kind of unique in, in that, yeah, you, you definitely have to be different people on different calls, um, right. you know, because some people respond better to more of an authoritative, I'm not going to take any shit because you deal with a lot of inner city folk and that's all they know, right? Like right. the guys that live on the streets because they live in that world of intimidation or authoritarianism, you know, within their hierarchy. So if you show up and you're all hand holy and whatever, it's almost patronizing. So then you're not going to have a good rapport with that person. Your call is going to be difficult. Uh, other times, instead of saying, hey, sir, or, hey, ma'am, they're like, hey, buddy, what's up? Or, hey, bro. It's uh, right. So that you right. got to do so almost many different. Almost have to be a salesman of sorts. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I fully, fully would agree with that. It's because, I mean, you, you go into these strangers homes and they don't know who you are and you're supposed to tell them what to do. <laughs> and it's you right. Know, right. So, right. Yeah. It's, and then uh, also going into a home, not really knowing what's in there too. That's another, Jesus, I bet you saw some crazy shit, like some messed up houses and shit too, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. People, some, some people's decor is uh, a little lacking for sure. <laughs> yeah, <I've> seen, <laughs> Bud Light bottles uh, as decor. Oh yeah. Molson ice up there probably, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, there's, yeah. Then there was this, uh, we had Big Bear and that's another, uh, you know, low end beer out here. Uh, gotcha. uh it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's like cancer in a bottle. It's not, it's nothing good about uh, it. Yeah. There was uh we used to have a meat cutter that would do some of our wild animal processing and we'd bring him cases of molts and ice. That's what his, uh, nice. that's, what he, that's what he traded us for is his cutting <laughs> services for molts and ice. And they had like, at one point they had like a 36 pack. <laughs> like It was like a round pack down here. Yeah. I don't know if they had them up there, but it was like a convenience pack. And so I'd get him this 36 pack of molts and ice. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, sp- oh. I drink Kokanee. Kokanee is a beer from up there, right? Yeah, it's uh, BC out west. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good so beer. Well. I like it. It was one of my yeah. uh, one of my favorites. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I, we used to have a lot of Canadian. We do have a lot of Canadians that come down here um, on Whitefish Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, a, I would say, I don't know. I don't know how many, like I'm just speculating, probably 50% of the houses are on there Canadians. Um, just because the dollar used to be so good, or, you know, back and forth, uh, they come down and buy boats from me all the time because they're way cheaper down here. Yeah. And uh, houses, they'd buy houses left and right down here. But uh, um, they always drank coolers, original, and they were always pumped because it was only like 20 bucks a 30 pack instead of like 50 bucks a, you know, a case up there or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. So, everything's so much cheaper down there. Right. And that's, that's kind of the uh, healthcare, right? To pay for the healthcare. Is that, is that what I've heard is the, like the cigarettes and the beer or anything that, you know, maybe hurt your health, um, is what pays for the healthcare? Is that my understanding? Yeah, I would say it's more or less, right? Yeah, a lot of our okay. kind of taxation on those things goes towards that. But, uh, I, you know, I think our, you know, political system is is much like any political system. Most of the money is going in their pockets, probably. So, <laughs> right, right. Uh, Let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it doesn't doesn't matter who's in power or what you know if it's a, you know, conservative or liberal or Democrat or Republican. It's you know the. At, at the end of the day, they're very similar in, in that regard. <laughs> right. I yeah. wish people would understand. Like, it's so crazy down here. I'm sure you follow it, uh, you know, with the Trump. And oh, yeah. like, I see these people on Facebook. I try to stay off of Facebook as much as possible. But I do, like my, like I said, my son races motocross and stuff. And he's got a lot of sponsors that aren't on Instagram. They're on Facebook. So we kind of, um, I just keep it going. And then I have a couple businesses that I have to, you know, keep going on Facebook and um, but I try to stay away from there just cause it's these, these, these people that are so far left and these people so far right. And they're always arguing about the same fucking thing, I know. but they don't <laughs> see it that like every politician's a piece of shit. <laughs> like it's, it doesn't matter if you're on which side or the other, like it's, you know, obviously there's different views, but they're all like, if you're that far that way or that way, you're, you're extremists that you're crazy. <laughs> yep. I it's exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, a politician's gonna gonna feed it to you. It's just whether they're gonna use lube or not. That's <laughs> right. exactly exactly. And like, and the people that let it like be a part of their day on like a daily basis to the point where they're arguing with people online like for hours. I'm like, the only reason that it's affecting your life, it's not taking money out of your pocket. It's affecting your life because you're sitting on the computer for four hours talking about it. Like it really does not affect your personal day to day. Like it really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, back when I was honest with you, you know, you might see a couple more dollars on your paycheck or you might see a couple less, but it's not going to be a huge amount, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Back when I was drinking, I guess that's my, my thought on it. Yeah, no, I, I'm fully there with you, man. Back back when I was drinking, I was guilty of being one of those people that would th- sit and argue online. And I think it was just because oh, I was so... I I'm, not, I'm not saying I wasn't guilty at all. I used to do the same <laughs> damn thing. And I, I still like find myself... That's why I don't get on Facebook because I find myself like five minutes in. I'm like, well, they're fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are you kidding? How does this <laughs> It's me sense? against the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I was so angry that I was just trying to fight and... Uh, yeah, eventually coming out of out of rehab and having some sobriety, I, I got rid of a lot of the political posts on my, like a lot of the people I follow. I just kind of distanced from from those posts because I was like, you know, it's just it's not worth it to get so angry. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Absolutely. I'm not. Yeah, gonna- and that's the, and you're getting angry about stupid stuff. There's a there's a book called like the Four Elements or something like that. I wish I had my. I'm like I said, I'm kind of in my temporary uh, office right now. <laughs> um, 
So there's a book called like the four elements and it talks about like all these things, these outside things that you get pissed off about that don't fucking mean a thing. Like, (laughs) and I used to be so guilty of that, like things that do not affect my life, things that, you know, that, that fucking, it's just crazy what people get all huffy puffy about and, you know, aren't, aren't taking care of their bodies or they're, you know, doing this or doing that. That was my biggest thing. I'd sit there and bitch about, you know, people that do this and do that and do this and do that. And I'd sit at Taco Bell every day and eat, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and like I'm sitting there bitching and I'm sitting there uh, feeding my mouth and I literally gain like at that, like in my worst time, I probably gained like 40 pounds. I was like 217. I had three chins. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's easy to do, man, because you get stuck down that rabbit hole and it's almost like drinking poison, hoping that the other person dies. It's uh, right. It's it's really exactly. bad, and uh, it really is. Yeah, it's, it really is. It's not worth it. My wife, go ahead. It's 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 not worth it. I'm much rather scrolling through Instagram and seeing those Instagram models. I'm much happier doing that. <laughs> right. There's not. There's no. There's like, I maybe see one political post on Instagram like a, a month. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, one negative post. There's usually a lot of people on Instagram don't seem to be negative or people that I follow. And if they are, I don't unfollow them. So maybe that's why I'm just getting, trying to get all the negative people out of my life. But, yeah. I think the algorithm is uh, probably better on, uh, on Instagram. I, Cause I find right. the same thing. I find a lot less political stuff on there or I find political stuff. Absolutely hilarious. Like the memes that people create are, some oh, people are right. Right. <laughs> and like the funny thing is like, I don't know. Either way you look at it, like, I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. Those memes are hilarious. Oh, like, if absolutely. you're a Trump supporter and you look at that and can't laugh, you're a moron. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> like, some like, of the memes that come you out of You think that guy is such a hero that you can't, or, you know, on the other side of it, like Bernie Sanders, you can get a laugh at some of those too, <laughs> oh. even if you're like the biggest Bernie Sanders fan. Like, Absolutely. I find definitely not taking your views too seriously. Or it's definitely a healthy way <laughs> or a healthier yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't say like, I, I try to say this in my podcast as much as like, I'm not saying that I never did that in my, in my life. I'm, you know, I was probably a, a troller more than a lot of people were in their life and things like that. So, uh, I'm glad that, uh, I've, and that was one thing that did come out of my broken neck. I started reading these kind of like self-help books and getting a better mindset and things like that. So, um, that, that's one thing that came out of it because like, yeah, two, three years ago, I was sitting on my computer, like at work fighting with people, like didn't even give a shit about my work. Like, Oh, this motherfucker said, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking uh, of, of books, uh, I am, I'm definitely sending you a copy uh, of brainstorm. I, I already spoke to my publisher oh, yeah, about it. Your, so. your book, dude, you got, so how's that? Like, how was writing it? I've never, I've kind of thought about writing a book. I've never, you know, really got into that. How was that? Yeah, so this is an anthology, so I'm just one author in in a book of many. So there's probably about thirty to thirty eight authors in this book. Um, oh, okay. And uh, I have a short story published into it, um, but I'm working with the same publisher to get another book out uh, sometime this year um, of my own personal kind of story, somewhat uh, somewhat what I talk about on the podcast and write about in the blog. Um, so I'm working right. with with her doing that. Uh, but this book is has been great. We actually have a book signing on Sunday, um, which is our second one, and uh, then we have a theater booked uh, on Valentine's Day, 
um, in uh, in a place called Barrie here in here in Ontario, um, and uh, we're going to be reading um, some of our our own you know personal stories uh, that are kind of unconventional love stories. Um, and I was selected as as uh, one of the participants or readers for that, so that's really crazy. Um, and then we have that's another. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it, it seems like it's really kind of taken mm-hmm. off in a, in a very positive way, and a lot of the feedback that seems to be coming back to the publisher and and the people that got it off the ground seem to be very positive so it's uh it's a really cool thing to be a part of and not something i ever thought in a million years i don't i never did writing in school i never went to anything i just you know literally i started a blog because i was needing a place to vent and and it just sort of went from there that's uh yeah that's one thing i've never i got into writing a bit when i broke my neck just trying to get my ideas out and thoughts out and things like that but that's something that i haven't carried on that i wish i would have stayed more active in but that's kind of why i got a podcast because i can talk a lot more than i can write <laughs> yeah so i yeah. i find writing... I do... go ahead no i i do like uh you know the blogs i do like reading them and stuff like that it's just something that i I feel like, I don't know, I critique my stuff enough podcasting like that I would probably never write anything and be like, oh, that sounds stupid. That sounds stupid. With my podcast, I like sometimes I don't even listen to them. I just put them out there because I I, because I'll critique them too much. So to put writing out there, it's be tough for me, I think. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I can understand that. It's uh, for me, I kind of it was like a selfish endeavor. So I I really kind of never went into it with. I, to be honest, I didn't think anybody other than my friends were going to read it, right? I didn't think that it gotcha. would go anywhere because um, I'm like, I'm not a public figure. I'm not a writer. So therefore, chances are it's just going to be, you know, a couple of my friends and maybe a handful of their friends. And that's that's going to be it. Um, but my my blog has about 19,900 views right now. Uh, that's awesome. I, I saw a post that you said that it was almost, uh, was it 3,000 for the month? Is that... For podcast, yeah, it? it's uh, it's up at around yeah. thirty. Or is that your podcast? Yeah, podcast is around thirty four hundred as of today, I believe. Three, yeah. Nice, nice, and yeah. the blog's up to nineteen thousand. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's pretty uh, pretty humbling, and like I get emails from people. I actually had a lady from the states. Um, she was in uh, Utah, and um, her husband was a police officer who subsequently passed away from suicide. And uh, she sent me this huge email um, saying that she's been listening to my my uh, or reading my my blog posts and. Um, she wanted to send her condolences for my mother and uh, it was this really heartfelt email and like never in a million years was I thinking that somewhere at some other part of the world I'm connecting with somebody so that was that was pretty cool that is the awesome part like uh, just like you know when you've sent me messages and things like that it's just like reassuring that uh, you know you're you're kind of doing the right thing or, you know, starting this new project with the podcast and things like that. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really know, you know, this is something that I said I wanted to do. So I just jumped on and did it one day. So, um, it's kind of nice to have those and I'm sure yours are a lot more rewarding. Yours are a lot more, uh, I guess more important than I should say like that's to, to be there for someone at such a hard time, that's, um, those emails are probably amazing to get, um, even though, you know, they're going through a hard time, but at least there's an outlet that somebody can go read. And, and, uh, I know, 
I know several people that would love your stuff and I'm going to definitely send it to, um, and just kind of, it would probably help them out in a, in a situations that they've been in too. So. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, I definitely wouldn't sell your, yourself short when it comes to, to podcast. I mean, the, you know, when I came across it for one, like you have a good conversational tone, which is important when it comes to podcasting. Uh, there's some people I, I love, but I just can't listen to. (laughs) Right. <laughs> no, I, I get that. I definitely, I, I listen to Joe Rogan. Like I'm, I'm a habitual Joe Rogan yeah. podcast listener. And there are some people on there that I love like what they say, but I cannot stand how they hear or how they sound. Exactly. So that's good. Yeah. I like to hear that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, you know, when you, when you touched on, you know, depression around the holidays, that was a great, that was a great podcast. I thought that was a really good one. Um, but I mean, just in general, I mean, if somebody comes across your podcast and they, they're able to get a chuckle out of it because of one of the stories you're telling or, you know, I'm sure you'd reach a, a number of different people. So, you know, I think, you know, I don't know if there's a hierarchy in, in podcast or one more important over the other or more rewarding. I think, uh, you know, I think this this venture is just uh, it's it's such a unique thing and it's it's cool. I'm happy that I crossed paths with you because uh you know, I not only do I like your stuff, but I mean, I've been chatting to you for an hour. You seem like a like a really uh, decent guy, and it's been it's been a yeah. good time. Yeah, same to you, man. And that's uh, thank you for the your compliments and things like that. But yeah, I do get the uh, yeah, thank you very much. And yeah. and I think that's the kind of the whole reason that I I feel like I have some funny stories. I mean, should I haven't even got into half of them. You know, there's <laughs> there's some good ones out there. So. Um, you know, I'm just, I feel like at some point somebody's going to get some value from one of my stories or something. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. And thank you for always reaching out and, you know, commenting and, and everything else. And, and definitely, uh, like I said, I love your stuff and it's, uh, funny. Like I always get a laugh at it. (laughs) Like your Instagram stories are awesome. Like anybody uh, want some presents for Christmas? I'm like, Oh, what does he want? And it's like, ah, chick, like, Oh damn it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We I, have I, the same figure if we I, have the same list. Yeah, I figure if I don't ask, I'll never get it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh I love listening to your stuff. So and honestly, thank you for doing what you do. Like uh I know that there's quite a few people out there that have gone through some things and you know, family passing away and and uh you know, with your mom, that's I, I haven't really got into your uh I, I know that you were going to go into that a little bit. And I, I just haven't had the time to listen to it. I, I really do. But, uh, I just getting through those holidays without hearing about suicide for once. I, I, I would love to do that. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It's um, such a, I was a little time. selfish. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to your stuff about it, but I, uh, this was the first year we haven't got a call. So it's, uh, it was one of those years that during the holidays, I try to kind of get away from that. You know what I'm saying? So a hundred percent, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's you're you're absolutely right with when you when you had your podcast out there talking about it it's it's one of those really troublesome times of the year and uh so i i you know if you can if you can have a reprieve from it that's you know take take as many of those as you can get because they're well earned right you know and that's and that's the time that my nephew did around you know and we went out to his bonfire we have a bonfire every year for him and stuff like that and it's just 
you know, you, you get to thinking, I, I do personally, like, man, if we, and we didn't live here at the time. So like, and that's kind of why we moved back and to get closer to the family and things like that. That was one of our decisions to come over here. And it's like, what if, what if I was there? Or what if, you know, but then there are stories like those guys that make, you know, plans with people the next day and you have no idea that they're sad. So it's, I don't know. It's one of those things that I, I start questioning myself and uh, start thinking like, what could I have done and what can I do? So that's why I did put that podcast out there just in case somebody, you know, was listening or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, everything you just said is a natural feeling. I mean, uh, I, I think, you know, prior to my mom, I had, I had friends that committed suicide. I mean, uh, I had people that I worked with as well as people that I served with in the military that have passed away from suicide. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's one of the, uh, thinking about the what ifs, like, you know, maybe if I had reached out or if I'd said something or if I'd done something, those are all natural things to, to think or to ponder on. But at the end of the day, you know, like you said, they can make plans with somebody and then the next day they're, they're not there. And it's because the one thing I've learned from the military, from, from being a paramedic is that, if somebody, you know, and I'm going to use the word want, um, and it's just because I don't know a better word to use, but if somebody wants to die, if somebody wants to, you know, end things, they're they're going to, no matter what anybody does, right? It's just, it's right. one of those really unfortunate right. things. And unfortunately, it's our pain to bear, but it's not our cross to bear, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That does make a lot of sense. Um yeah. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things. It's just a, uh, it's a very mind boggling, uh, you know, concept. Um, some mm-hmm. people want to be here. Some people never want to die and some people are, you know, it's just, it's, it's a weird concept to me. And, um, you know, I've a girl that I grew up with, one of the, the strongest people I knew growing up, like this chick would like run more laps than you. She would call you a pussy if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like one of the toughest chicks I ever, ever knew. And we grew up, we were, we went to uh, kindergarten all the way through high school together. And uh, just a couple of years ago, she was one of the first person, um, you know, during the holidays that I got a call from or, you know, that I found out that she had done it. So, oh, man. man, there's so many questions, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I think about the last conversation I had with her, it wasn't a good conversation. And then I felt, you know, and, you know, yeah. so. No, for uh, sure, man. It's, there's just a lot of things that that go along with that. So yeah. uh, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. That's, uh, you know, it's traumatic. And of course, uh, that didn't probably, you know, like you were saying, that didn't help the the bottle or anything like that. So. Certainly did not. It definitely uh, gave me more of a proclivity towards it. That's for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I I am beyond happy to hear that that uh, this holiday season was unscathed for you. That's uh, that's tremendous news because uh, yeah, it's, you yeah know. it was uh, it was uh, it was weird. I was, you know, kind of waiting for something to happen, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. My actually, my therapist and I were talking about that, about the anticipation of, of certain. Uh, she obviously can articulate much better than I can, but it's sort of like, uh, I guess, sort of learned behavior kind of thing where if, like, you know, you're expecting certain things because of certain events that have transpired. Right. And it's, yeah, I, I I'm going to bastardize everything that she told me yesterday, which is, unfortunate, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I can fully empathize with, with what you're saying there for sure. Right. And that's something that like the power of mindset thing, like if you expect bad things to happen, bad things will happen. If you, you know, like I try to, try to think about good things but on the back of my mind like fuck it's happened before yeah 
Well, I mean, that's so. that's why I put Kelly Coco on my uh, on my Instagram. Think good things and it'll happen. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I'm uh, stoked and I would love to do another one of these uh, another time. It will um, absolutely happen. I'm, I'm more than in. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. So what is your book called? Just so everybody knows. Yeah, it's a uh, brainstorm revolution and uh, it's actually available in the States. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Brainstorm perfect. revolution. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's got a green cover on it and, uh, and a ladybug and the, the ladybug is, is very significant of one of the stories in there. So it's, uh, I don't want to give it away because it's one of those things that when you okay. read it and then you look at the cover, you're like, oh, wow. It kind of, for me anyway, it, it just hit me uh, in a very positive way, right? It's a very poignant story and uh so, but yeah, it's, it's available in the States. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, the, uh, neighbors to our South can get it for sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to check it out. And then, uh, your blog and your podcast is a uh, medic's mind, right? Yeah. Uh, medic's mind. That's it. Uh, medicsmind.com for the podcast. And then, uh, the, or for the, uh, the blog. And then the podcast is a little weird. It's, it can be found on Spotify under a medic's mind. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. I have mine all over the place. I don't know where they are. <laughs> like, when I first started, like, I was like, oh, Stitcher, all this, CastBox. Like, I know that CastBox has mine, and I know it's on iTunes and a couple others. So, <laughs> yeah. I need to figure those all out. I just want to get around my, my head wrapped around recording these podcasts. I, to be honest with you, I have a lot of respect for people that do podcasts and have a lot of content and blog. And cause until you do it, you don't know how hard it is to sit and <laughs> sit in a room and talk to yourself. And <laughs> there's, there's been a uh, lot of, of uh, recorded content that has never made it out. Cause it's just terrible. <laughs> oh, I have hours worth and I've only been doing this for like a month. You know? <laughs> uh, like I said, my son and I put one up and I was like, this is cool. Like we're having fun. We're having fun. And then I listened to it. I'm like, shit, that's not, that's not right. <laughs> and it was, it was me. It was like, I should have been asking him, like I should have been interviewing, not like me and him just talking shit to each other. <laughs> like I have a seven year old that's like, he talks more trash than I do. Oh, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I have a friend that owns a cafe and we were in there the other day and so, uh, he came out and he's like, Oh, you need to get back here and wash dishes to my son, you know? And, and so he walks back in the kitchen and, and my buddy comes out and he's the owner of the cafe and it was pretty busy. And my son's like, Oh, you get done with all your dishes, big boy. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and he's only seven, you know, like talking shit. And like, he's always, he's just, uh, he's a smart ass little kid. So it's, I'm going to love to get him on here one day and he's a little vlogger. So he's got a little vlogging camera and stuff like that. So, Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, so it's going to be fun. Like I'm excited to do these podcasts. I'm excited that there are people out there that, you know, um, like yourself that can jump on Skype and talk anytime. And hundred yeah, percent. So. Yeah. I'm definitely, uh, definitely down to do it again. Cause like I said, it's been fun. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, I think some, some of the stuff that you got to say, man, is, is pretty beneficial for people to hear. So I'm, I'm definitely happy to sit down and chat again and, I'd like to hear some more stories of uh, Wild Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, those are some good stories. I, I got some for you. Every like every uh, Thursday on my Instagram, I'm gonna try to put up like one of my old party pictures of me just <laughs> wasted or something. Fantastic. And by the way, like 
I don't know if it's still there. You used to be able to Google drunk and click on the images. And I was one of like the first five images. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's there for a while. I'll have to put that picture up. I'll send you a couple pictures when we get off here and Sounds just <laughs> kind of give you the backstory of them. We can talk about them sometime. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I still haven't got like a royalty check or anything. Like I don't know who the hell put it up. I still don't like anything. <laughs> that's like, I feel hilarious. like I should get paid for that. Like that's something. Like right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, if you can type in something as arbitrary as drunk and you're like in the top five, you definitely deserve some royalties for sure. Man, I need a new manager. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We got to get you an agent. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right on man well i'm gonna jump off but it like i said it's been a great time um thank you again uh for jumping on no thank you man this is uh it's mutually beneficial i i had a lot of fun thank you yeah i have no problem doing like if we want to set something up like once a month or something like that i have no problem doing that or even you know more whatever or less whatever you want to do just let me know yeah i think that'd be cool man something like that'd be great i am um, definitely uh definitely saves me from having to talk to myself for sure <laughs> right this is this is nice <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well matt thank you very much and uh yeah i'll talk to you later buddy all right you take care be well my friend all right see ya <laughs>